Hey, what's up? It's Josh Todd from Buck Cherry, and you're listening to Life Minute TV. Check it out. Buck Cherry's Josh Todd knows what his fans want, a rockin' good time, and he works hard to give it to them. At 52, the singer-songwriter, who's been clean and sober his entire professional career, says he vocalizes every day to keep that unique sound that comes out of his mouth in check, and even still find a range that's new. Inspired by everything, including the people around him, this poet, who started at just 15 years old, says he got into this to write and wants to own those lyrics as a frontman. Own it, he does. The band just released their 10th studio album, appropriately titled Volume 10, with 10 new originals and a bonus cover of Brian Adams's Summer of 69. Currently on an extensive world tour with Skid Row that will continue through next year, we caught up with Todd on one of their East Coast stops, New Jersey's Wellmont Theater. This is a Life Minute with Buck Cherry's Josh Todd. Yay, Josh Todd, Buck Cherry, yeah. welcome to Life Minute. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks so much for doing this. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, uh, we're out here on the Volume 10 tour, as you know, and just dropped our 10th record. It's pretty cool for us and a great milestone after all these years being on the road. That being said, we've been on the road uh, this whole year. We're averaging, we're almost up to like uh, 100 shows now. Wow. Yeah, How has touring been? It's been great, you know. I mean, it's what we love to do. You know, this is what Buck Cherry is all about is the live experience, you know, so we enjoy it. Yeah, what are fans going to get when they see Buck Cherry? They're going to get a lot of uh, just a great rock show, you know, where you have so many great songs now and there's just so much to choose from to construct like a really great set of entertainment. So they're going to get their money's worth for sure. Now, what's touring like? Do you guys all get along? Yes, we get along really well. This lineup has been really great. And Skid Row, right? Yeah. We did a month with them uh, earlier on in the year. The shows were just great attendance and... It's a good package, you know. For whatever reason, everybody li likes this package. So we decided to do leg two and leg three and leg four. So um, this is the second leg right now. And how would you describe volume 10? Is it different or the same rockin'? Like, you know, anything? You, you know, I mean, we're not going to reinvent the wheel. You know, we are a rock band, you know, so that's always going to be the same. I think because of my voice, you know, it's kind of unique and different from most singers. So you're always going to know it's a Buck Cherry song, you know, but it's all about the songs, really. You know, volume 10 is great songs, you know. Stevie and I and Marty Fredrickson, we wrote all the songs and just turned out so well. And same with Hellbound, the record before, and we have this synergy going between us, you know, that's really uh, awesome, and it's a lot of fun making records. Awesome. What inspires you creatively? Everything, you know. I just observe uh, the people around me. You know, I always try to put my own personal flavor into every song so that I can own it as a frontman and, you know, singing it several times every night. It's really important to me. I got into this to write. You know, I, I really enjoy lyrics and melodies. That's why I started this, you know, from, you know, when I was 15, you know, so that being said, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's like building something from nothing. It's like constructing a house, making a record. It's a lot of fun. The words come first for you and then? No, songs like happen all different kinds of ways, you know, sometimes I'll get music with nothing on it and it'll take me somewhere emotionally and then I just start writing. Or sometimes I will have uh, words and melodies and I'll just sing them to like Stevie or Marty and we'll start there and just kind of start going, finding a song to fit it, you know? What's something you guys want to do that you haven't done yet? What do we want to do that we haven't done it yet? <laughs> That's hard. We've pretty much done it all, you know? I mean, we've been on every size stage. We've toured the world, you know? But I mean, 
there's still places we haven't been. Like I'd like to go to Russia. I'd like to go to Dubai. I'd like to get back to South America. You know, all these places. You know, it's it's fun to get outside of the United States and play this music. You know, because it's a just a different experience. Did you always know you wanted to be a musician? I mean, you were 15, obviously, I guess you did. Yeah, you know, um, I grew up in Southern California. As a kid, I was surfing and skateboarding, and I wanted to be a professional surfer at one point. I was like taking the bus to the beach every day, and uh, you could put your surfboard on the public transportation back then, so it was cool. Um, there was a drummer that I was surfing with, and he was, it was, there was only one band in my high school, and he happened to be surfing with me, and he was like, we need a singer, you wanna come down? And I don't even know why he asked me, because I wasn't singing, but I, I had like a, a good knowledge of music. I had, a, a, you know, I was a huge music fan. I had, I had a catalog of records, and I think he knew that, and I was really good at creative writing, too. I was writing poetry and all kinds of stuff at that time, and so I was like, yeah, and I just went down there and just kind of got the bug, like, right away. And I just remember I wrote an original song that day, that's all I wanted to do. I never looked back. I was like, this is it. And surfing went in the back seat and just started really working on music. That's crazy. Do you still surf? I haven't surfed in a long time. You know, I got other hobbies and um, where I live in California, it's just such a beating to get to the beach all the time. It's like a hour drive, you know, traffic is horrible in Los Angeles. So, but I'd like to, you know, it's, it's just like riding a bike to me, getting out there, you know, it'd be fun. Anything you do different? You know, it's something your current self would tell your younger self. Anything I do different nowadays yeah. than when I was younger? Yeah. Oh, so many things. The way I take care of myself out here for sure is much different, especially vocally. You know, I just, I have to work a little harder the older I get. So that's changed. But, you know, it's also kind of made my vocal range bigger and I'm learning more about vocals all the time. So that's what's different for sure. What do you do exactly like to get ready? Just uh, I, I vocalize a lot every day, you know, so it's not singing, it's just vocalizing with a lot of scales and stuff like that. But you find new places in your range when you're constantly doing different types of scales. And, you know, um, I work with a guy called Mark Baxter. He's a really great vocal coach. And uh, yeah. What do you do when you're not working? When I'm not working, I spend time with my family. And then, you know, my hobby right now is tennis. I play a lot of tennis and, you know, it kind of takes me away from everything. And I don't think about music and it's great. What music do you listen to? I listen to all kinds of music, you know, all different genres. I listen to a lot of pop with my kids and hip hop. I like pop because it's, it's vocal driven and melody driven. Pop music's written by like the best songwriters in the world, so that's what I want to pay attention to. So that's what I listen to a lot of. And then when I listen to rock, I, I listen to mostly classic rock for sure. What's something you always take with you when you travel? Always take with me pictures of my kids, certain types of jewelry that are comforting, stuff like that. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. People always say phone these days and something stupid, so that's right, a good right, one. Right. <laughs> How you stay fit, you kind of told me that, but... Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, I stay fit. I jump rope, push-ups, sit-ups, um, shadow boxing. You know, I'll do like a, a quick 30 minutes a day of that. And then singing is a lot, you know, so that's a whole nother thing. And then I play tennis on my days off. So it's a lot. I, I find you interesting because you just, you know, you look like almost intimidating. Like you're like such a rock star. Look, but you're like the most like <laughs> sweetest, <laughs> mild-mannered person ever. Do people ever... You know, uh, a lot of people, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what people think of me. I think, I think a lot of people think I'm a jerk. So, um. <laughs> were you ever a bad boy rock star kind of person? No, no, 
<laughs> you're not, not right? Not me. Yeah, no. you're just a cool, nice guy. I don't know if you know, but I've been clean off drugs and alcohol like my whole professional career. So I'm not doing like the traditional rock star things, I guess, like drinking and using a lot or anything like that. So smart. You know, it's pretty boring, my regimen. <laughs> you know, I just do my thing. How do you feel, like longevity? Obviously, you guys have it. Do you attribute that to anything? Definitely taking care of yourself, mind, body, and spirit spirit for sure like you know for me i have a, a set of things that i do to stay sane out here because the road can be very challenging mentally you know for me it's like i meditate every day i you know like i said i work out you know all these things are good for my mental health you know and i really want to be great at my craft you know so that's very important for me the most important part of the day is that that hour and a half on stage you know so that's what i think about yeah that's so great yeah, it shows. It shows, obviously. What's next for you? You know, we got a couple. We got to finish out this month, and we got December, and and then we're going to go to the UK and Europe at the beginning of next year. That'll be great. And then we're going to keep touring throughout the year next year. We usually do two years of touring on a record cycle, so and that's what we'll do. And then we'll go back and make another record eventually. Number eleven. Yeah, same same thing. Awesome. Yeah. And biggest life lesson since this is Life Minute. Oh, God, there's so many life lessons in this business, you know. I think the hardest thing that I had to learn that there's not a whole, there's not a lot of loyalty in the music business. So that was really tough to learn. You have to kind of grow a thick skin with every kind of aspect of this game, you know. And once I kind of learned that and then I learned how to take the artist hat off and put the business hat on and kind of learn that adjustment, I started enjoying it more, you know. But that was kind of a painful learning process for a while. Interesting. Yeah, yeah but other than that, that's, that's pretty much it. And what does music do for people? Uh, music for people sets them free. A lot of people, you know, I think it's their outlet to let go of themselves. At least Buckcherry shows, you know, I feel like, I always say this, that people get to be who they want to be at a Buckcherry show, you know, so like... I see people that, you know, I think that when you buy a ticket to a show, people work hard and sometimes that's the only show they can see that month because of their budget and whatever. And we really take that to heart, you know, so um, you can see it in their eyes when they hear their favorite song or they're dancing or, you know, they're smiling and you just feel that energy, you know, it's a sacred place for them. You know what I mean? It was for me when I was a kid. So that's what I think. Awesome. Yeah. What was your first album? Given to me by my father was uh, Eagles in the Long Run. Aww. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I did want to ask you that. Were your parents supportive? You were, you know. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, music going in my house all the time. My mother would put on records and clean the house, and my sister and I would just kind of play and listen to music, and I was always into that, you know. Um, she listened to like Willie Nelson and Rod Stewart and Kenny Rogers and all these records that I still remember to this day, you know. And then I got into my own kind of music and my sister had her own collection of music and I would go in her room and listen to her records and, you know, it was a cool thing. <laughs> uh, did they see you become famous? Of course, yeah. Well, my, my mother, for sure, yeah. My father uh, wasn't alive at the time. Yeah. That was great. You're Thanks. So good. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. To see more of this interview, visit our website, lifeminute.tv. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Life Minute TV.